right. Shake out the shakes. Right. Shake out the shits. Let's do this, Jessica Rain. Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi the Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. And today we're talking about season one, episode one, hashtag booty call. So we're a brand new podcast about Degrassi the Next Class, which is airing on Netflix right now. Um, both of us are new to the podcasting world. I've been a guest on like one really small podcast before, but this is my first time hosting and producing a podcast. And same for you, Carly, right? Yeah, I uh, my one of my best friends just started a podcast and she was like, you got to listen to it. And I was like, I don't really do podcasts. I don't listen to those. And she was like, yeah, well, I don't really listen to solo performance work, but I watched yours. And I was like, <laughs> All right, that's fair. So here we are (laughs) venturing into the podcast world. So my normal job is video editing. So I have kind of an audio history, but not a great one. So we're going to be working at the kinks with the audio and stuff like that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Carly, what is it that you do? Well, I went to school for acting. So, um, you know, I'm going to be working on the personality, I guess. (laughs) And uh, I babysit to pay the bills. So I'm an actor slash babysitter. And by the way, we're cousins. Yeah, cousins. <laughs> That's how we know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the episode. So we start out with an opening montage. It's the first day of school and Maya is popping zits. She goes, you know how Drake said started from the bottom, now we're here? Well, haters are going to hate, but like we get to choose, <laughs> which was supposed to be really deep, but was just kind of corny. Yeah, I, I was, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what the... like. Unfortunately, I feel like that intro for Degrassi, I feel like that intro makes a lot of people that used to watch The Next Generation, like they start that episode and they're like, what is this? And I think even I too was like, uh, what are they doing? (laughs) So it turns out what she was saying was actually what she was saying to Zig. Mm -hmm. They were at school and she was like, I could be the next Taylor Swift. And his response is, you have pretty lips. (laughs) Degrassi. Yeah. (laughs) Who says that? I mean. I thought it was creepy. (laughs) Um, So yeah, then Frankie, I think you say Vijay. I'm not sure how to say his name yet. He hasn't been introduced. It wasn't. Um, And then a bunch of. Vijay? I meant to look it up. I can't. Instead, I'm butchering the name. I can't remember. I'm like, dang. I watched the first two episodes several times that I would be prepared for this, but I don't. I don't think they even, like, I actually just found his name Googling it. They haven't even introduced him yet. Yeah, because they don't, he doesn't come into play for like a while. So Frankie Vijay, Vijay something. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to look it up because I feel like an (laughs) asshole butchering this name. Vijay. Um. Well, either way, that we're calling him Vijay from now on. So Frankie, Vijay, and a bunch of students bust in on them just making out because they start making out like they're in her bedroom or something. And then Vijay is like, I love high school. Cut to the theme song. So, okay, I I feel like we should first talk about the fact that the theme song is new. Um, or it's, you know, it's not exactly new, but it's like, uh, it's a nice homage to yeah. the next generation while I like that it still, it shows, um, it shows how much social media plays into teens of today. It becomes a huge component in this 
I mean, every episode starts with a hashtag this season. Right, exactly, exactly. The theme song really grew on me. Like, I think that a lot of us have attached ourselves so hard to the next generation yeah. that it's been really difficult for people to even want to watch the Netflix version. Right. Um. So I think at first I was like, what is this? But then... After, like the more that the series goes on, the more I'm like, no, of course it has a new, like a new updated theme song. Duh, it's a freaking new class. Why am I being? Why am I being so judgmental? Stop it. <laughs> I mean, nothing will ever replace the original theme song. Oh no, no, exactly. The part where she's like, oh uh, no, ah, <laughs> that's classic. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like tears to my eyes. Beautiful. Um, so the theme song ends. We cut to chemistry class. Tiny asks. If they're going to cover Heisenberg, and Shay is super impressed. She tells him he's smart, and he goes, you seem surprised. It's because I'm black, isn't it? And then he jo- he starts laughing, and it's all good. They make multiple because I'm black or because I'm white jokes this episode. Yeah, they. I think they really wanted to like shine through. They're like, we are going to tackle all the subjects like it's Degrassi <laughs> it goes there like trust us we are fully aware that these kids uh are a bunch of different races and a bunch of different sexual orientations and genders and we're gonna get them all it's really one of the most inclusive shows I think I've ever seen I agree anyway so they they bond over being smart Shay is a year ahead in chemistry uh he knows who Heisenberg is. So yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Are we gonna cover Heisenberg? <gasps> what? Wow. My favorite. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um, so when class is over, Frankie and Lola are waiting in the hallway, and they're like immediately hip to the fact that she's got a crush on Tiny. Shay denies it, and then Frankie's like There's no point in trying to be happy. Life will crush your dreams and destroy your spirit. (laughs) I love Degrassi. (laughs) (laughs) So Frankie was dumped by Winston over the summer, and that's why she's so bitter. That bitter bitch. (laughs) Lola then tells Shay that she has no chance because she has the butt of a four-year-old boy. So Shay basically doesn't think she has a chance because she doesn't have, as Lola calls it, a dope butt. And Tony loves butts. It's butts, butts, butts with that guy. Butts are the new boobs, finally. And Lola struts away. And I'm like, shaking her butt. I'm like, who, <laughs> who do you think you are with your little ass butt? I was like, I mean, I know I shouldn't be looking at high schoolers, but I was like, what? I was like, you have a completely normal average butt. Like, I mean, I guess like maybe for their age, it's a big butt. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know. That looks like a pretty normal butt to me. Like there wasn't anything spectacular about it is just you know what i mean like she she wasn't strutting away with like a kim kardashian but she was just like right and here i am a petite young gal with a normal size butt <laughs> and thank god butts are finally in so then we come up to zig and he's upset because him and maya don't have any classes together so he's like what's the point of school anyway because he's completely 100% codependent on Maya. Oh, he's so bad. <laughs> he sees a man even look at her and he freaks out. He's like, I'm her boyfriend. Right. So Grace shows up and is like laughing at them because they got caught making out. Maya's embarrassed. But then she gets a call from the trap door, which is a downtown nightclub. And they're asking him to audition. But she doesn't have a band, so she needs to find one immediately. And I'm, like, so confused because 
what bar? I mean, I know you can drink at 18 in Canada, but like what bars are like, oh, you're in high school? That would be perfect. That is definitely what we're looking for is amateur high school musicians. Absolutely. (laughs) I feel like so many of their bands have like played at these bars. Everybody at Degrassi gets to play at a bar. Yeah, right. How? I don't understand. I remember like Craig playing at a bar. I guess if you're, you know, uh, an up and coming high school band, you should move to Canada because <laughs> they're always looking for young high school faces to play their bars. <laughs> All right. So next up is a student council meeting. Tristan is running for president and he wants Zoe to be his campaign manager. Zoe says, your persona for this school year is power hungry mania. This is one of those classic Degrassi lines that I'm like, who wrote that? <laughs> right, not <laughs> like, uh, definitely a, a middle-aged white person for sure. Power, your persona for the school year is power-hungry mania. I don't, I don't know. They say lines like that all the time that I'm like, something about that doesn't flow right. Yeah, no, it definitely know. doesn't. He says he wants to make it a place where people don't have to hide their true selves. Um, Miles and Winston show up with Principal Snake, Goldie, and a bunch of randos. Tristan is all upset because Miles is there and he thought Miles was going to boarding school this year. Um, Turns out Miles is also running and Winston is his kick-ass campaign manager. Miles goes in for a high five and is denied. (laughs) I, I like that they had in like literally the same scene. Tristan says, what the crap is Miles doing here? And crap (laughs) is like their, their pale attempt at swearing. But then A, a kid in front of the teacher is like, kick ass. And, and Snake is just like, hey, language. watch your language. And you're like, what? <laughs> okay. It's okay to say crap. It's not okay to say ass. Right. But I'm like, why did they even like, what the crap is Miles doing here? <laughs> like, who says that? Anyways, again, odd Degrassi uh, lingo. I guess I used to say what the crap. I guess I don't. So I guess you're more Canadian than I am. <laughs> No, I don't say it now, but I think we used to say it as kids. Oh, okay. Maybe. I'm just so fucking cool now as an adult that I I swear whenever (laughs) I want. So I'm like, why would he censor himself and say crap? Uh, They end the scene with Miles saying, may the best man win. So it's on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tristan is ready. Miles is ready. It's going to be a real intense battle. Then we go to the music room. Maya just has a band already. That was easy. It's been like. Two periods. I'm sure she had classes, but she somehow managed to find a band in that time. She put up a couple of flyers. Several people auditioned. She finally found Jonah, who's (laughs) going to give her the sound she needs. So they are rocking out to this horrible song. And how did he... I'm... I'm sorry. I'm just always like, how do they do this where they make it seem like, yeah, he walked into audition and I was like, I'm going to sing my original song. And you're just going to just going to know it. You're just, yep, you're just going to play along <laughs> because I know you know how to do that. She knew it the second he knew how to play her song immediately. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but so they're making eyes at each other. Um, then Maya starts making weird inhuman sounds <laughs> that are like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maya tells Jonah he's awesome. And Jonah's like, I've been told that. You're like, cool, Jonah. Okay. He's he's already making a really good first impression on me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know. Jonah turns it around for me. I'll talk about that later. But anyways. Yeah, I haven't. So just for the record, I haven't watched 
the first season of this since it originally came out. I watched them all like once through when they originally Same. came out. So I've Same. forgotten a lot. Me too. Um, no, that guy that I was seeing, he's he has been texting me up the wazoo because he's finally watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember, dude. I was like, I, I watched it through once. <laughs> he's watching it. the news, the next class. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was like, I have so much. I'm like, I have a lot of thoughts on your podcast. And I was like, okay, well. We'll have to. You don't <laughs> You don't want to date me anymore. So, like, I get, but you want to be friends because I love Degrassi and so right. do you. Okay. Um, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he still might want to be a guest. We'll see. But anyways. She tells them about the gig and then Zig interrupts. Maya introduces Jonah to Zig and he's immediately like, I'm Zig. I'm her boyfriend. And Zig is all confused because he isn't playing guitar, but he doesn't know how to play guitar. Because, <laughs> man, you know, I love Zig and his lack of sleeves, but, like, <laughs> he's so fucking stupid. We cut to the hallway. Tristan is passing out campaign stuff that say, vote for Tristan, everyone's gay best friend. Zoe comes up with a campaign poster with a Triforce on it, and Tristan suddenly wonders, what's the point? Miles gets everything he wants. What do you think of this uh, campaign slogan? Everyone's gay best friend. Everyone's gay best friend. I mean. Is he though? <laughs> I Yeah. I was like, I mean, once. Okay. I He's won't kind of a, like, he kind of is mean. <laughs> well, I mean, he's just going for it because, I mean, he was like, hey, I'd be Degrassi's first gay president. You guys know I'm gay, right? <laughs> that would be great. Because, I mean, then, but he's doing the same thing as every other, like, you know premise of high school campaigning is like he's like what do you want you want room for your games i got you i'm gonna get that for you like you know just making wild promises to everybody right you know as if he was their gay best friend it's like but you can't dude you can't just give us everything so uh zoe thinks that tristan should be over the breakup it happened six months ago um and he broke up with him for a girl and this is like a huge thing that they keep going back to and it's like He's bisexual, so what? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little, it's a little biphobic on Tristan's part. It, it, yeah, no, I think Tristan is totally biphobic. Either that, or he's just salty and letting it come out. I mean, <laughs> a yeah, no, he's definitely. I guess yeah, he's more salty. But like, I guess I, as a viewer, was like, dude, leave him alone. Right? <laughs> he was just but like- he's he is just salty. He's like, Ugh, he likes boys and girls. <laughs> But so Zoe thinks he has a real message that anyone who feels like an outsider can relate to. Uh, We cut to the bathroom. Shay is taking butt selfies and trying to get the best angle to make it look bigger. Uh, She's doing this in the school bathroom like you do. Uh, I have to say, I loved their, like, sexy music they were playing in the background. Like, it was like, like, or something like that. And I was like, this is, yes, this is what you play when you're in high school and you're just trying to take the perfect butt selfie. <laughs> you got to get in the mood. Right? Yeah. I was like, I need a, I need a nice beat to get a, a good large butt selfie. <laughs> so um, Frankie walks in on her because all best friends are on the same bathroom cycles on Degrassi. Yep. If you're having drama with someone or you're their friend, you have the same bathroom cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay is upset because she really does think she looks like a four-year-old boy. Frankie goes, I have zero butt and you don't see me complaining. And Shay goes, that's because you're white. Boom. Got her. Zing. I mean, as a person from rural white New Hampshire, for most of my life, I would say being white, you were supposed to have a small butt. 
You were, yeah. No, that's true. But I don't know that that's so much today. Like, is it still? No, yeah. Are white women still like praised for their small butts? I mean, I remember growing up and it was like, if you had a big butt, it was like a huge issue. You know, it was interesting because I think when I was in middle school, I was often told, like, I don't know, I was always way too sexual for my own age. Mm -hmm. But I remember, like, having guy friends and them being like, well, you don't have any boobs, but you have a nice butt, though. (laughs) And I mean, my butt now compared to what it was in middle school, I mean, my butt's a lot larger now. Same. But, (laughs) yeah, um, but, like... I yeah no I because butts are the new boobs they I would say that that's a true statement yeah but it's funny because when I talk to like you know I won't say anyone's outside name but when I work for you know I work for somebody who's older than I am and she will say how much she like does not want to have a big butt and is very mm. upset with her butt and I'm like her butt like she has hips like I, there's right like, her butt is not abnormal she just has hips. And it is, like, a huge deal. Like, she's, like, talks about her daughter-in-law. She's such a small butt. It's so cute. It's such a small, perfect butt. And I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty into my big butt, but all right. Right. I I remember being very self-conscious of the Mac family booty when I was a kid. (laughs) And now it's an asset. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess. Maybe, I mean, for me, it's an asset. I, I really, I, um, I find my butt quite endearing. Live in rural white Vermont, so I don't know. But my booty in my Chicago is on point. Frankie takes Shay's phone and does the most obvious Photoshop job, making her butt look all distorted and huge. And as well as the hand dryer in the background. <laughs> It's bigger too. I was like, you guys didn't care about that, <laughs> right? That's like when the people with the selfies in the mirror that they have like their baby just laying on a bed in the background, right? So they send the picture to Lola, and Lola just posts it to Instagram. <laughs> no, no, Hastygram, Jessica. Tastygram. <laughs> it's Hastygram. You never know it. Hasty instead of Insta. Spell it. Hasty like H A. Oh, okay. Hastygram. Yeah, I did not yeah. notice that. Yeah, it's Hastygram because you know they don't have the they don't have the rights right. to Instagram. Oh yeah, they also have like their own Facebook, I think. But I can't I think, remember yeah. what it's called. I can't. I want to say it's like FaceSpace. Probably. And then Tinder is Tinder, which I really fucking love because it's for teens. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> Tinder. Yeah. Anyways, that's a little. That's kind of gross. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Tinder. Uh, helping high schoolers hook up. Mm-hmm. I, I think I feel like high schools need the least. High schoolers need like the least help in that department. They got people their age all around them, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they're really being selfish. It's not fair. So Lola posted publicly. Uh, Shay is super embarrassed. Then they kind of lament over like, is this what we've become as women? Photoshopping our butts to impress boys? Yes, feminism. So next, uh, we're in the hallway. Tristan approaches Hunter and Yael. I believe that's how you I think say it's her name. Y- I'm also going to butcher. Yael? Yael? I think. I think I'm going to say- have to watch ahead and figure out right. these names. <laughs> and, uh, let's make it a really bad. <laughs> like, And her name is Yael. <laughs> a really bad, Yael. obvious. <laughs> like somebody else doing the. I just have to admit, I don't know how to say these names and move forward. And next week, I will figure it out. Yeah, that's it. So I don't look like a big douche. Um, so anyways, uh, Tristan asks t- the tender young things, Hunter and Yale, what issues they have with Degrassi. 
And their biggest issue is that they don't have anywhere to game at lunch. Because. <laughs> as if that's a thing that schools provide you. Right. I mean, granted, esports is a thing, like right. a real thing. But I, I don't know. I just can't imagine a school like having a lab dedicated to esports. And so that's what they're saying. They're basically like, hey, we need to practice our video games. And the school isn't recognizing us as a valid video game team. Meanwhile, the jocks are having homoerotic grappling in the gym. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah, Yale talks about their homoerotic grappling. And I'm like, you know, that's real. <laughs> it's really weird. But Tristan is like, I'm going to fix that. I will find you a space. Uh, Hunter points out that his slogan is similar to his brother's. And at that exact moment, Miles unveils a giant poster with the slogan, I play for all teams. Which, again, why wouldn't, like, uh, Mr. Simpson see that huge poster and immediately be <laughs> like, I think that that cost a significant amount of money. But anyways. Oh, yeah. This is a little thing that they sprinkle throughout the episode. But I kept, like, overlooking it as they kept bringing up the $100 limit. Like, they brought it up oh, probably yeah. three times in the episode. But I didn't even think about it. pay attention to that yet. Yeah. But yeah, that would be a pretty clear signal that he's overspending. Right. I love his slogan. I play for all teams. <laughs> it's so over the top. So yeah, of the two slogans, you prefer I play for all teams? Only in juxtaposition to everyone's gay best friend. <laughs> I really it's don't just, like everyone's gay best friend. No, I, I'm like, I only like it because of the two next to each other. Right. On their on their own, neither's great. Right. Um, but as as a fuck you to the other one, they're both great. Do we even see Goldie's slogan? No. And Goldie is like the Hillary Clinton of Degrassi, <laughs> where they're just like, we don't want to hear your actual plans. Like, <laughs> shut up. We're literally having a fight at the debate right. and being really unprofessional, and still nobody votes for Goldie. <laughs> oh, poor Goldie. The poster gets unveiled, I play for all teams, and then immediately there's an invite sent to their phones that is for a pool party um, for Miles' campaign. Tristan's like, you got your Gucci, what did he say? Something about Gucci Prada. bathing suit? I think it Prada. was a Prada bathing suit. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's coming, he's coming serving looks. He sure is. All right, so now we're at the pool party. Lola will not delete the butt pic. It's bad for her brand. And I like that she said, they're like, it's a good, it was a good Photoshop. It's like, no, it wasn't. It they was literally really say, bad. it was a good Photoshop. It was not. It was absolutely not a good Photoshop. It was completely obviously doctored. The hand dryer in the background. It's like when people Photoshop themselves and like, you have like some sort of straight line to compare it to and that line's all like wonky. Exactly. That's <laughs> and exactly you can tell what it was. Someone photoshopped it. And I'm so like this again. I know these are like we're talking about high schoolers here, but I have to note that Shay is the most um, has the largest bosom. And she's literally like my butt. I am a four year old boy. And it's like, girl, <laughs> your boobs are outrageous in this bathing suit. And you are like my butt, my butt, my butt. And it's like, what's going on? So, yeah, Lola won't delete it. She's like, whatever. Tiny will think you have a great butt. But, like, he's going to see her in real life, too. At some point. And, of course, after realizing that, he shows up. 
Yep. <laughs> she, she better jump in that pool real quick. Hide that butt. So, yeah, she jumps in the pool to hide her butt like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, he beelines over to her and asks her to be her la- his lab partner. And Lola yells, she loves lab partners. Who doesn't? When Tiny leaves, Lola goes, he totally likes you. You're hashtag blessed. And Shay goes, I'm hashtag screwed. If he sees her in real life, he'll see that she has no junk in her trunk. And Frankie just suggests that she always stay seated. I suggest that she just get a wheelchair and be like, wheelchair Jimmy. And then (laughs) no one will ever know, right? If she just shows up and is like, actually, I have a condition now and I'm wheelchair bound. And then uh, someone will come along and push her out of her wheelchair and she'll stand up miraculously and Tiny will be like, wait. You don't have a butt? and But then she can just be like, it's because I've been sitting on it. It flattened it. Like, it's. I think it's actually foolproof. I think that she needs to Perfect. actually contact Jimmy Brooks and be like, do you have any spare wheelchairs that I can borrow for this scheme? He probably had like 20. His dad was loaded. Uh, that's true. I bet he does. I bet he's got the electric ones too. Like, so I am just saying, like, she should have thought about this. Then Tristan finds Miles and he asks him to talk privately. Zoe runs into Grace, who hasn't returned any of Zoe's texts. Zoe asks if they're still friends, to which Grace replies, don't be an idiot, and then Maya drags her away. Maya goes, how do I tell Zig that Jonah is way better than him? And Grace says, don't say that. Well, I think she meant, like, don't say that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't say it that way. <laughs> Not, don't tell him he's I mean, better. It's kind of rude. <laughs> it's a little rude. It's a little rude. But, you know, I mean... It, I mean, it's true, but it's, you it's know. true. Well, I'm like, you don't have it, to say this it. is the thing. Is it rude? It's like all you're doing is saying, hey, boyfriend, you know what? You don't know how to play guitar. You've never played guitar. And I'd like to go <laughs> with this guy who actually knows how to play guitar. Grace says that if she puts him in the band, even though he sucks, she'd be one of those girls who dulls their shine to save fragile male egos. But Maya still wants to spare his feelings. So Grace goes, you could always stroke his ego. They laugh and splash each other. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. You should have sex with him. <laughs> well, we were talking about how she doesn't want to be one of those girls. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Well, they do like sprinkle in feminist thoughts throughout the episode mm-hmm. of like, you've got the girls that are. You know, one's trying to change her appearance in order to make a guy like her. Mm-hmm. One is trying to cater to her boyfriend so that he doesn't feel bad, mm-hmm. even though he's literally trying to make her stop pursuing her dreams right. so that she can date him. So that they even can make she out more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they have future plans, per se. He's just like, I want to do it. Like, why aren't we making out in all the classrooms? I feel like Maya is his only... The only thing he even has. Like, he doesn't care about school. Oh, yeah. He doesn't seem to have any hobbies. All he cares about is making out with Maya. And Yeah, literally. No after school activities. Yeah. Next, we go to Tristan, who is dragging Miles into the pool room, wh- to which Miles goes, you should have told me you liked it rough. Hey. <laughs> so Tristan confronts him about stealing his slogan, and Miles is claiming it's just a coincidence. Um, Tristan asked why he would run if he hates school. And Miles says, I'm running because I'm tired of running. (laughs) Classic Degrassi. So Miles thought he could run away to boarding school to solve his problems, but his problem is that he's lonely. Tristan asks if he's running to make friends. 
but he says he's just trying to make Degrassi have something for everyone. Miles then says, it's better than your reason. You're not over me. Tristan denies it, but Miles confesses that he's not over him, goes for a kiss, and Tristan reciprocates. I don't think it doesn't make any sense but that Miles is like, you're only running because I'm running. And it's like it was established when they first saw each other that Tristan was already like, I'm running. I think it's a great idea. And then Miles walks in and he's like, what the crap is Miles doing here? And so it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Miles? Trist- that's not why Tristan's running. You're just conceited. Miles just thinks he's, like, way more important than he yeah, really no, is. Yeah, no, he's so <laughs> self-important. Like, everything you do in life is because you're not over me. Like, I don't know, maybe I just wanted to run. <laughs> like, like, right, he was in the room for the campaign meeting before you were, Miles. So Tristan is late for a prep session with Zoe, who is unimpressed with his half-washed V-neck. But Miles thinks it's hot, so it's the perfect debate outfit, according to Tristan. It's an awful, it's an awful debate outfit. It's so bad. It's falling off of him. Right. It's like, that <laughs> like, literally looks like you ripped that V-neck yourself. So he starts gushing about making out and having a connection with uh, Miles. On a deep level. On a deep level. Uh, Tristan might just throw the whole thing because he'd rather be Miles's VP. And again, I'm super confused because I'm just like, what? I mean, did they, did they not show the deep connection that they supposedly had? Or is Tristan just that delusional? They made out. It was very deep connection. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they didn't really talk about it. It was just like, I'm pissed at you. I'm pissed at you. I'm not over you. Like, I'm like, where was the, like, I, you, just, you guys didn't have a conversation that was a deep connection. So Tristan says, I could be the Biden to his Obama. And so he goes, they aren't dating, you realize. <laughs> I wish that he thought they were, though. <laughs> <laughs> in real life that's his uh slash fiction that he writes yeah right where it's just like really sexy scenes between obama and biden i mean i'll read it i actually would I'd read that too <laughs> to be honest but anyways um so yeah this is another example of somebody just kind of having the opportunity to like throw their own life away for another person that they want to date mm-hmm. and so this is a very like consistent theme throughout the episode yeah, it is. Um, where Maya cho- is choosing to go for her dreams over her boyfriend, but Tristan is choosing, or at least wants to choose, like currently is choosing to maybe like give up on his dream for Miles. So many, I just love it. Degrassi's so good. Like you could be any one of these people. Do you follow your dreams over your boyfriend or do you follow your boyfriend over your dreams? <laughs> so I feel like... And we were having a conversation about this the other day that I was more of a, like a Tristan. I totally would have thrown everything away for a boy in high school. Oh, God. It's, I mean, in high school, yeah, I was probably, no, okay, because here's the thing is that like when I was in high school, I was a Maya and that I was like, I'm going to do all these activities. It just so happened that my boyfriend was like a Jonah and didn't give a fuck. Right. But we, ooh, we got into one really bad fight where we needed, we needed people to play like in the orchestra pit for the musical. And I was like, hey, boyfriend, you should do that because you play guitar and you would learn how to re- read sheet music. And that would be really important for you to learn because maybe you want to go to school for music. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then he pulled out and I was enraged. Like I was like, you said you were going to do this and it was something for us to do together. (laughs) And like, oh my God, it was a huge blow up fight. I like 
sat on top of him and I was like, if you can get me off of you, then you don't have to do it. And for some reason, I thought that like I was fat enough to like get, make it so he couldn't get off of me. But he he was able to get me off of him um, and then he didn't do it. Um, but anyways. So I don't know. I don't know what category that puts me in, but I was very enraged that he did not want to participate in school activities with me. You seem like more of a put your dreams first. And I feel like I was always like put men first for a lot of my life, especially in high school. I think, I mean, I think I was, like I definitely chose my boyfriend over a lot of things. Yeah. But I was also like, I'm going to do, like I'm going to figure out how to do both, essentially. Mm -hmm. I think, well, in high school, I didn't have any game whatsoever. So if a dude was like, quit drama class and date me, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> All right. That was good. Never had a boyfriend great. before. And look at you now, boyfriend up and me a single piece of trash. <laughs> look at me now. Zoe tries to talk him out of it, says that Miles is just op- up to his old tricks and that he's made out with everyone, even me. Wow. Tristan thinks he's changed, but then we immediately cut to Miles cuddled up to some random little kid for a vote. Now let's be specific, Jesse. It's some random niner, which is like extra creepy. How? What grade are they? In? I think they're in eleventh grade. Okay. Uh, because are they in the same? Are they in the same grade as Tiny? I don't know. I don't know where anybody's at. Who's because the, I don't who think are the seniors this year. I don't think we touch upon the seniors because they definitely wanted to have people long enough for two seasons. Hmm. We'll have to get like a chart. Of yeah. Where everybody is at. A chart. Yeah, I need a chart. <laughs> so yeah, so Tristan is devastated. He thought they had this deep connection, but he's over there like writing his what is he even writing on his her arm? His like slogan? <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, okay, guys, we've established that this is 2017, 2016. <laughs> Everyone's um, always on their phone. Yeah. Why are you writing your phone number? Suppose like what what are you doing? Are you writing a phone number? I would assume, but like not necessary. I just want to think that necessary. he's writing, uh, I play for all teams. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hope she wouldn't got it tattooed. <laughs> Whatever he wrote. We cut to Shay's butt. She's got obvious padding. Oh, my God. And this super weird under butt going on. Yeah, it's like coming out of her underwear and like. <laughs> it looks kind of like she has two butts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frankie and Lola rush up like WTF. Frankie says, what's going on with your rear butt? There are butt pads available for purchase, you know. <laughs> Again, like, who talks like that? Your rear butt. For purchase. I kind of love Frankie. <laughs> I know, right? She's such a weirdo. She's, yeah. like, constantly just going off on how terrible life is and then saying things like, what's going on with your rear butt? As opposed to your front butt. <laughs> your front butt's looking fine, but your rear butt and problems. For the hundredth time, not everyone has a trust fund, Frankie. <laughs> Again, establishing they're rich. We have to we have to go over the same thing like four times, just so you know. We have to go over the campaign spending. We have to go over the fact that they have trust funds. Mm-hmm. We have to go over so many things over and over. I again. mean, I I I I think they do that because, you know, in the later episodes, it's like that whole you can be rich and still have problems. <laughs> They're really looking out for the little guy on Degrassi. Exactly. They're looking out for the 1%. (laughs) But so they try to fix her butt padding for her. And they're like shoving their hands down her pants right in the middle of the classroom. Like, go to the bathroom? (laughs) 
Right, right. Y'all uh, guys are, you are all in the same, and you're, y'all are all in the bathroom at the same time, all, all the, the time. time. But this is the <laughs> one instance where they're like, oh no, we need to fix this right now. We're not even in this class. Those two are not in that class. Nobody's like, what are these random tenors doing, uh, tenors, I don't know, tenors doing in this grade <laughs> 11 chem, sticking their hand down Shay's pants. They have to come chaperone Shay to every class. Right, apparently. Because they're always like right there, right when the bell rings. They like leave class early to come meet with her. Right, yeah, they, that's true. So Tiny comes in, so they like stop messing with it. Lola tells her to try distracting him with her cleavage. And she's wearing a polo shirt. And it's like, okay, (laughs) try to unbutton one of those two buttons and distract him with cleavage. (laughs) Show some skin. So Shay starts walking like a goon with her butt facing the wall so that Tiny won't see it. Like a damn duck walk killer. (laughs) Exactly. I wanted to make a duck walk killer joke, but I was like, is that too inside? I know, right? Probably because, like, I'd have to, I would, I would have to explain who the duck walk, duck walk killer is. And I think he's still at large. I don't think they found the duck walk killer. Everyone who walks funny is the duck walk killer. That's what I say. Well, maybe I should just let me just say it in case we keep bringing up the duck walk killer. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, in uh, in this neighborhood in Chicago, um, there was a man who he randomly murdered two people. Like he just went up to them and shot them in the head. And it wasn't like, it it wasn't like premeditated and it wasn't like he didn't mug them or anything. He just, I don't know, he just shot them and killed them. Um, but there's surveillance video of this murderer and he walks like, they have one video footage of him just walking and he kind of walks with like his feet out. Right. Um, like he's, I don't know if he's bow legged or something. And then in another footage, he's running, and again, his feet are, like, out with his knees kind of weirdly bent, and they started calling him the duck walk killer, and that's literally what he's known as. And they were basically like, like if you see somebody (laughs) who walks like a duck, he could be the duck walk killer. So now anytime we see somebody who's walking weird, it's like, oh, my God, that's the duck walk killer. So Shay is walking like the duck walk killer. And so she goes to sit down, but Tiny won't stop asking her to go get stuff. So she keeps getting up and walking with her butt to the wall. And she just looks ridiculous. I kept being like, Tiny, get the fuck up yourself. Like, what? <laughs> and also, why did you have to tell? Like, you, she brought back something. Oh, and we need this. It's like, bitch, hand her the fucking list. <laughs> hand her the list so that she can go get everything you right. need as opposed to making her come back and then go back again. Stop making her get up every Because what seconds. is he doing? He's nothing. He's not doing anything. <laughs> He's reading more about Heisenberg. He, yeah, I know. Where it's like, you know what, Tiny? Why don't you focus on the experiment? Instead of reading up on Heisenberg, you smart, great But so she's walking with her butt to the wall and not paying attention, and Winston bumps into her and spills bromine directly onto her butt padding. Tiny yells out, it's corrosive, take your pants off. Like what? Shay tells him to turn around while the teacher just rips her pants off in front of everyone, and tons of padding falls out, which Tiny sees. Why is he so like, what do you mean turn around? You you don't want me to watch you take your pants off? Tiny, fucking turn around. But also, I feel like the teacher was only quick to cover her up because she had butt padding, not because she was a freaking minor pantsless in class. Like, it was like, oh, no, now I need to cover your butt. Like, bitch. I get the urgency. Right. But, like, you know, every avert your eyes, people. <laughs> like, right. And also, I'm like, I don't, 
I never, ever, ever recall working with anything corrosive in high school. <laughs> right. Because of things like that. But thank God she had that butt padding because she would her butt would have been burned if she But didn't then she wouldn't anything. have been butt walking in the first place. That's true. I mean there's... I'm gonna call her the butt walk killer. Oh <laughs> that's it. We cut to the debate. Goldie's finishing her speech. Principal Snake asked Tristan why he's qualified to leave Degrassi in two words. I'm sorry, you just called him Principal Snake. That's who he is. <laughs> he's not Principal Simpson. I just like to call him Principal Snake. That's fair. I like that. I'm glad we're on the same page now. Go ahead. So Tristan goes, I'm fun and empathetic. And Miles says, I'm honest and decisive. Tristan scoffs at him and Miles is like, huh? Tristan guffaws. Guffaws. <laughs> uh, Tristan asks him to elaborate on his honesty. Miles says, what you see is what you get. Mm. Tristan says, they'll get it all right, especially if there's some cute niner. Hey. So they're just having a lover's spat in front of everybody. And Goldie is just like, uh, can we get back to the debate? It's literally like the 2016 presidential debates. It <laughs> right? like truly is. Like the Republicans just going off on each other and making like backhanded comments, not even talking about like what is actually going on in America. Right. Um, the, the press is saying unfair things about me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hillary being like, here's an actual answer. Right. Whether, you know, whether you vote for her or not, but like being like, here's at, like Goldie. Like, can excuse me? Right. The, the, the question was this, not in, insult your competitor. So then Tristan goes, good people of Degrassi, do you deserve a president that wants to make this a place for everyone? Or do you want one that can't keep it in his pants? Hey and Principal Snake tries to shut it down, but they keep bickering. Tristan goes, decisive my ass. You can't even decide if you like boys or girls. There's that biphobia again. Yep. So we cut to the music room. Zig, Maya's sweet, sexy boyfriend, mm. comes in and they start making out again. Uh, Maya asks Zig if he's free tonight and he's like, oh, yeah. But then Maya was actually just trying to get him a line cook job so he'd leave her alone about her music. Zig figures it out. That she doesn't want him in the band, but he thinks his boyfriend's status should trump, trump Jonah's actual talent. Zig goes, I'm your boyfriend. And Maya says, that doesn't make you good at guitar. I love that that shady bitch tried to just get him a fucking job right? instead of <laughs> actually telling him the truth. Like, she was like, oh, maybe this will work. Like, because honestly, Zig is pretty, pretty stupid. So, like. Yeah, I guess if, if times were tougher for him, maybe he would have just been like, oh, okay. I feel like times are really tough for him. Like, is I don't, again, I need to refresh myself on old plot points to figure out what order things happen in. I know. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like he's, his storyline is that he's pretty poor. I don't know. I have no idea. I started fresh with this. I have to go back and watch Next Generation again. At least, like, at least, like, as far back as the current characters go, maybe we should. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, figure that out. So Zig is jealous of her dumb music stuff and asks if it's more important than he is, and she says yes. Oh, that was that hurt. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame she her. Cut him deep. Zig isn't a great catch. <laughs> No, but I I love that he never wears sleeves. True. So he has a special place in my heart because he never wears sleeves. I mean, that's like my number one thing I'm looking for in a boyfriend is someone who goes sleeveless all the time. Well, and I mean, they show him later in episodes where he is wearing sleeves, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look right. <laughs> like you definitely should not. You should definitely rip those off. He's got 24 seven tickets to the gun show. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, so he's really upset. She doesn't want to hang out anymore. And more importantly, she doesn't want to have sex. She doesn't not want to, but they'll need to finish this conversation later because the band comes in. Yep. Zig walks out the door and then it's like immediately bust into song. I don't even think Maya had time to get to the microphone before they started yeah, they playing. Didn't, they didn't even discuss what song they were going to play. It was just like, <laughs> just go and we know, it. all right. All right. So then we go to the girls' bathroom. Tristan and Zoe are sitting on the floor and Tristan is mortified. Zoe scours social media and apparently Milligan Meltdown is basically trending worldwide. The announcements come on and Miles has won the election. Goldie comes in and scolds Tristan for complaining and being in the girls' bathroom. Right. (laughs) She's mostly pissed that he's in the girls' bathroom. (laughs) She says she's the only one who took it seriously and she was the one who lost. The whole election was a mockery. But she's completely 100% right. She's totally right. There was a – when I was in high school, um, a time where it went there maybe – Um, we had like our class president freshman year. She was like number one in our class, like super smart. She like got shit done. Great president, right? Nothing like absolutely. She didn't do anything wrong. People were just like, she's too perfect. We don't want her as president. And then they ended up voting in this other girl who also was actually, I mean, truthfully equally good, Mm -hmm. but it was just such a weird backlash for this other girl who was like, she didn't do anything. She's just not as like. The, the girl that they wanted, that they voted in, like, she was just socially cooler. Right. Yeah, and then that girl, the girl that, like, didn't win president the next year, like, I don't even think she was in student council. Like, she wasn't in student council anymore. Like, and I always felt really bad for her because I was like, man, like, you didn't you didn't do anything wrong. Right. You know, like, you just were living your life and people were assholes. See, I don't – when I think back to high school and the whole, like – the student council process. Yeah, okay. the election process. Uh, yep. Back when I was in high school, I feel like the student council process was like kind of a joke. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I never took it seriously. Like they take it really seriously on Degrassi. Yeah, nobody ever had posters or anything. I don't feel like that. No, I always thought it was just like the popular kids getting positions. And I didn't even think they actually did anything. I'm probably wrong. But <laughs> So, all right. Next scene is the hallway. Um, Shay is just expressing to Frankie and Lola that she's angry and humiliated. And so, of course, Tiny comes up and he asks, is your butt okay? (laughs) Shay is super embarrassed and thinks he's making fun of her. Um, She confesses she only did it because he saw the picture of her fake butt. Turns out he hadn't seen it because he doesn't follow Lola on social media. I'm Lola in that situation because he was like, I don't follow her. She was like, ah, what? (laughs) And I'm like, that's me as a person. Like, excuse me. You don't follow me? Well, fuck you then. He asks if she wants to stay lab partners because she's the smartest girl in class. And then he leaves the girls to gossip. Aw. Shay goes, guess he liked my brains all along. And Lola goes, wait, are brains the new butts? Uh, Shay tells Frankie that the world isn't so bleak after all, but Frankie clearly doesn't agree. Poor Frankie. And then finally, we cut to the student council meeting. Miles is giving a victory speech, but Principal Snake cuts him off and takes him into the hallway to talk. He's been disqualified for spending way over the $100 campaign spending limit on his party. He then finds Tristan listening from around the corner and confronts him. You did this. Why was Tristan standing there listening? (laughs) Tristan really should have walked away. Right? Like he really wanted to he really wanted to own what he did. You should have been like, hey, hey, Principal Snake, 
here's the here's the deal, and then walked away. Why are you standing there? So Miles calls him pathetic, and Tristan's like, well, I'm not the one who cheated. And Miles goes, fine, you win, but I'm going to destroy you. Dun, dun, dun. And then he, he like, does a storm off fake out and then goes, for the record, I wasn't over you, but I certainly am now. Tristan is crushed, and it's the end of the episode. Damn. And what they they don't do freeze frames anymore. Oh yeah, with at the end when they used to like freeze frame Which and then be like do 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 do. Yeah, they got they got rid of the freeze frame. But so this episode as a whole, how'd you feel about it? I mean, I think it's a really good setup for just reintroducing the Degrassi fandom um into this new class. Like I feel like you really get that it's gonna it's gonna be just as wild and crazy as the original. Like these these problems, while they are high school, they're very real, but they're also um like semi outrageous. You're like, oh my god, what? You think it still goes there? <laughs> this episode this episode doesn't go there as much. Like episode two, I watched that one again today. And like episode two starts to go there, okay. like really lays in. Um, this one, yeah, doesn't go there as much, but I feel like it definitely sets it up. Like, I mean, I guess the people I've talked to that were like, I don't want to watch that. And then did after the first episode, they were kind of like, and I was like, keep going, keep going. So if you're listening at home and you're feeling medium about, you know, the new class, just keep going. (laughs) You know, it goes there. You, You just have to wait for it. I mean, yeah, it definitely didn't quite go there. But it was entertaining. Like, I these kids are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I loved all the butt talk. I loved when Lola was like, butts, butts, butts. Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in general, I, I'd say I, I liked this episode. I, I liked how it just seemed to be, yeah, the three different takes on, like, people having to kind of choose between, like, something that's important to them or, like, who they are and, like, being pressured to change that for a relationship. And I think, like, to me, I related a lot to this episode of, like, of, you know, having that, having that, like, pull of, like, what should I put first in my life and Mm -hmm. learning the hard way to not put men first in my life necessarily. Right. And so it was interesting to see, like, three different takes on that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our first podcast. Uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for listening if you're out there in TV land. Um, and in the future, we would love it if you guys would write into us and let us know what your uh, It Goes There moment was. Like when were you in high school, middle school, hey, college, I don't care, give it to us, um, where something so dramatic happened that it could have been a scene in Degrassi and you just felt like your life, it goes there. Also, if you have a moment that's specific to the episode, something that you relate to, we'd love to have you write in and so we can kind of go down some of your lived experiences that maybe match up with the show and kind of like how you dealt with it. So if you want to write into us, our email is a social disease podcast at gmail.com. And then we're across most social media platforms just at, as a social disease. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>